I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Hey, fit friends. Ooh, I am excited about today's episode. We are talking about self-talk and how to form the habit of positive self-talk or at least more positive self-talk than not. This is a topic that I think I discuss with my clients more than anything else. So in this podcast, we discuss fitness-related topics, nutrition-related topics. We definitely get into the science behind health and fitness. But for this episode and a lot of the episodes that you will find in this podcast, we're talking about a lot of mindset work. And that is the majority of what a coach does, or at least what we do at FitLife Academy to serve our members and our clients. Your self-talk, the way that you treat yourself is of utmost importance on any health or fitness journey. It is the deciding factor between if you are going to be successful at reaching your goal or unsuccessful at reaching your goal. Really, truly a fitness journey is all mindset work. It is all about believing in yourself, believing that it is possible for you and persevering through the many struggles and hurdles that you're gonna face on any journey. I mean, this obviously doesn't just relate to health and fitness, but from what I've found working with people, coaching people since 2014, the biggest thing that people struggle with in this journey is the way that they talk to themselves, the narrative in their heads. And I know that for me personally, I greatly struggled with my self-talk when I started my, my fitness journey. And when I started that journey, it was for me a whole wellness transformation that I wanted to go on. I didn't just want to lose weight. I wanted to really change my lifestyle. So when I started my fitness journey, I had come from a place where I was really struggling with my mental health. I was diagnosed at 12 with extreme anxiety and depression and had been seeing therapists and on medication from 12 years old on. And when I started my fitness journey at 21 years old, I struggled a lot with the way that I talked to myself. I was very hard on myself. And something that I always share in in talking about my journey is that I felt like I was at war with myself. There were moments before starting this journey where I hit really low lows. I was so mean to myself. I beat myself up over a lot of things. And I also was very much so stuck in this victim mentality of feeling like life happened to me and not for me and feeling like I wasn't in control of my life and my circumstances and the environment that I was in. And what I came to learn on this journey 
of working on myself and really like going on this this journey of self-love and and building this healthy positive relationship with myself what i learned was that the way that i was talking to myself my mindset the narrative that i created in my head was the number one problem of why i struggled to get out of the circumstances that i was in why i continued to have so many problems come up in my life and, and so many things that felt too overwhelming, too much for me to handle. But it was my mindset around it, right? It was the belief that I had that I couldn't handle what life threw at me. So for me, I started really focusing on my self-talk and my self-love and my relationship with myself actually pretty late into my fitness journey, So, or at least my weight loss journey. So I started to focus on self-love and self-talk towards the end of losing 100 pounds. And when I went on that journey, I've shared with you guys in this podcast before, that it was very much so about wanting to create a better life for myself. So not just focusing on the weight loss, but focusing on the habits that I could create to feel better about myself and to enjoy my life more. And so I went on this journey and I started practicing these things and again, ended up losing 100 pounds on that journey. And I think that when I went on the weight loss journey, I had this idea in my head that when I got to my goal weight and when I lost the 100 pounds, I would start to feel a lot better about myself, that it would give me the confidence that I was seeking for my whole life. You know, I grew up as the fat girl from a very young age. I think like third grade was as early as I can remember, like being teased for my weight and just noticing that I was significantly bigger than my classmates. And, you know, this is where your self-talk comes from. It's what you have been told as a child or even as an adult, but what you have been told about yourself that you buy into, that you start to believe. So I struggled with my self-talk and I was very hard on myself and very mean to myself because I held onto the things that bullies said when I was younger, the things that a parent figure or a authority figure told me when I was younger about myself and I started to believe those things. It's funny, like we can get so much positive feedback about ourselves, but we hang on to the negative feedback so much more. Like for my Instagram account, there is like one mean comment for every 100 kind comments. But of course we focus on that one mean comment that we get, right? And now I can see that comment and I can be intentional about, do I wanna buy into that? Do I believe that about myself? And I can take a moment to process something that somebody else says to me and not take it in into my subconscious mind as a belief about myself. So when I went on this journey of like, okay, I'm clearly still very insecure and very hard on myself after losing 100 pounds and thinking that that was gonna bring me the confidence, that that was gonna allow me to love myself and, and talk kindly to myself, just be this really confident, happy person. And that wasn't the case, right? When I got to the end of that weight loss journey, I realized that I still had all of these mental habits that stuck with me from childhood leading up through that weight loss journey. I still was so hard on myself. I was still so mean to myself and berated myself and belittled myself. I was my own worst enemy. And it was that realization of, okay, clearly weight loss is not the answer to 
the problems that I have with the relationship with myself. Clearly, I need to go on a different journey. And that's what sparked this mindset slash spiritual journey. I, I think that it's really for me, the experience was a very mental and spiritual journey. But for you, it might be just mental, it might be just spiritual, whatever it may be. But regardless, you do have to be intentional about creating these new mental habits. And we're going to talk about neuroplasticity is one of the things we talk about today. Um, literally, there is science behind this of forming new, essentially rewiring your brain and creating new neural pathways to be able to form the habit of talking kinder to yourself. Because that's all it comes down to is currently you are just in a habit. It is just automatic for you to think these negative things about yourself and to to break that habit, we need to create a new habit. We need to create new neural pathways in your brain so that it becomes habitual for you to speak to yourself with more compassion and more kindness, which is exactly where I'm at in my journey. So I'm going to share with you in this podcast today the things that I did, as well as some other tools that you can utilize to work on the way that you talk to yourself and overall your mindset so that it is empowering. It can serve you and help you. Your mind can become a tool that you can use purposefully to create the life that you want to live instead of how it has probably been for many of you listening to this, myself included in the past, where your mind is actually your own worst enemy, right? Your mind is so focused on the negative aspects of yourself, of your life. And again, it's just a habit you're in because we're all human. We're not robots. We all have imperfections. We all have flaws. We all have things that we struggle with and that's okay. I think a, a huge part of having a positive and loving relationship with yourself is accepting yourself as a whole and understanding that you're not perfect and you do have flaws and things that you struggle with, but that's okay. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to hate yourself because of those things. So I'm so excited to talk about this today. All right, let's dig in to how to create change, how to create a new habit of positive self-talk. This, this formula, this framework that we're talking about today, you can use it for any habit in your life. It doesn't have to just be positive self-talk, but that's definitely what we're focused on today in this episode. So the first number one thing that you need to do to create change in the way that you talk to yourself is awareness. And that's the number one thing that you need for any change in forming any habit is to have the awareness of what the problem is, right? So creating increasing consciousness. So probably if you're listening to this podcast episode, you already are aware that the way you talk to yourself is a problem. I think another aspect of this one is awareness that it can be different. Awareness that it doesn't have to be this way. That was really where I was at at the end of that weight loss journey is recognizing like, wow, I am so fucking mean to myself and it doesn't have to be this way. I don't have to live this way, right? Like I saw other people, examples in social media or just people in, in, my, in my personal life that were much happier and, and much more confident and secure in themselves. I was like, wow, I am like the total opposite of that. So clearly... 
It is possible to live a fulfilling, positive, satisfying life. So having the awareness of change is possible and I want to change. But another piece of the awareness is increasing the consciousness. So increasing the effort, right? When we talked about like how we form these beliefs about ourselves in, in our negative self-talk, we form these beliefs about ourselves as a child and it continues on into adulthood. These beliefs get stored in our subconscious mind. So again, the negative self-talk that you experience, it's an automatic response because it's what you're used to. It's a habit that you have formed. So for you to create a new habit, for you to change that negative self-talk and create a more compassionate voice in your head, you need to have that consciousness. You need to really be aware of the way that you're talking to yourself. So once you increase your awareness around, okay, I have this problem that I'm very mean to myself and I see that it is possible to create change and live a more fulfilling life, now you set that intention. And the important part of setting an intention is being very clear and having an, a compelling vision, a compelling goal or intention or reason why you want to do this. So for me, it was my mental health. It was struggling so deeply with anxiety and depression that gave me the most motivation that gave me that clear, compelling why, that clear, compelling intention of I am going to be practicing positive self-talk. I'm going to form this habit of self-care and self-love because I want to have peace of mind. I want to have good mental health. I want to feel very good, right? Because when we struggle with our mental health, we're typically thinking or feeling things that are uncomfortable, that are hard, that are tough, that are stressful, that are difficult. So my intention for making this change was that I no longer wanted to be at war with myself. I was so fucking miserable and so tired of being my own worst enemy. And that was my compelling intention. That was my, my strong motivation and why. So you have to have that strong why to get you through this process of making change because things will get uncomfortable and you will absolutely experience resistance and difficulties in this journey because you are currently wired to be very mean to yourself. Whatever habit you're struggling with changing, you are currently wired to to act out that habit easily and effortlessly and unconsciously, right? So we have to create the awareness, we have to stay conscious to the change, we have to create the intention, and then the next one is embodying this new person that we wanna become. So we talk a lot about embodiment practice in this podcast, particularly we really dug into it in episode six and seven, so if you haven't checked out those episodes, definitely give them a listen after this podcast, but essentially what embodiment practice is, is working on practicing, thinking, believing, and behaving as if you already are the person that you want to be, right? So that's why setting that intention is so important. You have to be clear on who do you want to be? What type of person do you want to be? So once I personally had that intention of like, I want to be this badass, confident bitch that feels fucking great, that is a leader, that is strong, that gets shit done, that takes care of herself, that shows the fuck up for herself. Like I got crystal fucking clear on this is the new version of me, right? Once I was clear on that, 
I started to ask myself, okay, this version of Mallory who has a great relationship with herself, has good mental health, who is fucking crushing life, successful, yada, yada, yada. Now I started to ask myself, how does that version of me think? What does she think about herself? What does she believe in? What does she believe to be true? And what does she believe to not be true? And how does she show up every day? How does she act or behave? What actions does she take? What habits does she have? And once you get clear on what that version of you looks like, it's all about starting to practice. So we talk in one of the episodes, it was either episode six or seven, we talk about something called the hierarchy of change. And the hierarchy of change, I just want you to envision a pyramid right now. Well, a triangle is fine. I want you to envision a triangle right now. And at the top of the triangle, at the top of the hierarchy of change, that's what this triangle is, is right now, <laughs> at the top of it is your identity. The next step down is your beliefs. Under that is your thoughts. Under that is your actions or behaviors. And under that is your environment. So when people typically want to make a change in their life, they start at the bottom of that triangle. They start at trying to change their environment or trying to change their behaviors, right? So an easy example of this would be somebody that is trying to lose weight. They make the decision, you know, they, they have the awareness that they want to lose weight. They set the intention that they want to lose weight and then they decide, okay, I'm going to get the gym membership. I'm going to start going to the gym three times a week. I'm going to start meal prepping once a week. I'm going to throw away all the junk food from my house. All of those things are examples of either an environmental change or behavioral change. That is what most people focus on when they're trying to make a form a new habit or make a change in their life. Well, embodiment practice says, or the hierarchy of change actually says that you want to stop, start at the top of the triangle. You want to start with changing your identity, doing this identity work. And that's exactly what embodiment work is. Embodiment work is working at the top of that triangle where you're working on changing or shifting your identity and shifting your thoughts and beliefs. Because the theory is if you work on changing your identity, thoughts, and beliefs, that will trickle down to changing everything else in your life, to changing your actions. You will find the, the natural motivation. You will have natural drive to want to make decisions and act in a way that aligns with this new identity and this new belief system that you have. So when you change your identity and your beliefs, you change your actions and your environment naturally. So embodiment work, again, it is simply getting clear on who the fuck you want to be and practicing every day to show up as that person. So I wanted to give you a few examples of embodiment work. Some of these I've practiced on my own. Some of these I've used on other clients and they've seen success with it. Everybody's different and what tools work for them. So there's not like a right or wrong way of using these tools. It's entirely up to you and what you feel resonates most or works best for you. Um, but some of the things that you can start practicing for embodiment work is one example would be positive affirmations, right? Like if you're trying to build the habit of being kinder to yourself, of in improving your self-talk, one great way of 
practicing that would be to literally practice speaking kind things to yourself, setting aside literally just three to five minutes every day, set an alarm. And when it goes off, you, um, this is, this is what I actually do. So when it goes off, I set a timer for five minutes and I speak kind things to myself for those five minutes. Literally, it is just repetitively talking to yourself in a way that aligns with how you want to feel about yourself, right? Or how you want to think about yourself. And a lot of people, I think that they feel positive affirmations are like silly. Oh, this is stupid. I'm spending five minutes a day just like saying nice things to myself. How is that going to change my life? How is that going to affect me? Well, it really is the little things that add up. And the big thing that you have to understand with embodiment practice or with any change that you're trying to make in your life is it requires you putting the reps in. Right. Just like you going to the gym and getting those muscles stronger, you can't expect to go to the gym one time and (laughs) you get buff, you know, you get ripped. You've got to put the reps in. You've got to keep showing up consistently every week for an entire year, two years, three years. You know, it takes time. So repetition is required with positive affirmations, but there actually is research behind it to show that it is effective. And it's a tool that I have used for years. It's one of many tools that I utilize to help me feel better about myself and speak kinder, more positive words to myself. So another really great tool that you can utilize is something called scripting. So this is a really helpful tool for getting your subconscious mind on board. Remember, your habits are created through your subconscious mind, through what your subconscious mind stores as truth, as who you are, and then you act out that. So there's not a lot of conscious effort going on in the things that you do day to day. Actually, we live 95% unconsciously. That means 95% of the things that you do every day are completely unconscious. You don't give it conscious thought. It's just automatic right? Like you getting in, starting your car, putting your seatbelt on, reversing out of your driveway. You're not consciously thinking about those things because you've done them so many times. So for you to be able to create lasting change, you have to get your subconscious on board. And repetition will definitely do that. The longer that you do practice these things like positive affirmations, embodiment work, some of the other things that we're going to discuss here in a moment, The longer you practice them, the more reps you get in, it will start to get through to your subconscious. But there actually are some little tricks that you can utilize to help get your subconscious on board faster because we need these new concepts. We need these new beliefs or these new thoughts that you're having to seep into your subconscious, to get stored in those filing cabinets of your subconscious. And like I said, this is literally the science of neuroplasticity. We are creating new neuropathways in your brain by thinking or or speaking out loud these positive affirmations or thinking these new positive thoughts about yourself. We are creating these new neural pathways. And the more reps you put in, the stronger those neural pathways get until the point that they become automatic. So you don't have to put so much conscious effort into it. Now at this point in my journey, 
Most of the time, I am kind to myself. Most of the time, I am able to think compassionately about myself. And again, you can apply this to anything. Most of the time, I don't have to talk myself in to going to the gym because now it's automatic, right? Whereas 10 years ago, I had to put a lot of conscious effort into getting my ass up, getting dressed and getting to the gym because it wasn't habitual yet. It wasn't a part of my subconscious mind. It wasn't a part of my identity. So scripting, back to what we were originally talking about, right? (laughs) Scripting is a really great tool to help wake up that subconscious and and seep in this information into your subconscious. So what scripting is, is you are going to either be writing or saying out loud um, an experience that you are going to have in the future. But the trick is, is that you speak it or you write it as if it already happened. So essentially we are tricking your subconscious mind into thinking that this was something that has already happened in your life. So this is a tool that I love using with clients that come on board, they set their goal, And we do a lot of this work, but particularly I love scripting at the beginning of any new journey that somebody is going on. So right now, at the time of recording this, we are in early 2023. So a great idea would be think about the end of 2023. If it's like Christmas day or New Year's Eve, pick a specific day. And I want you to write down everything that you visualize happening on that day. Everything that you want to see happening at the end of this year. All of the changes that have accrued from this past year, what does that result in? What is the transformation that you seek to see? And once you write all of this out, you essentially write out this vision for who the fuck you want to be and the life that you want to live. Remember to speak it to yourself in past tense as if it is has already happened. This is an example of an embodiment practice. And again, it should be done more than once. It should be done for for the positive affirmations. That's something that I do every single day. Scripting, I do a couple times a week, but you can decide your schedule and you can decide these tools that you use. Just remember, you have to keep putting the reps in. Another great practice that you can utilize for working on your self-talk is visualizing. So this is very similar to scripting, but you're using your imagination here. Again, you are visualizing a future occurrence, what you see, foresee happening in the future. However, you want to start to, the, the trick with visualizing is to feel the feelings, to really take Take on when you're when you're visualizing, you're imagining this beautiful thing that's going to happen a year, or two years, or three years from now, and you're really seeping into how it feels, right? So if you're visualizing yourself a year down the road, having this wonderful relationship with yourself, having this wonderful relationship with your partner because you were able to work on yourself, so you were able to get closer with your partner, like you know you've lost 20 pounds, like all the things that you want. How does that make you feel? The Remember, it's the version of you that is already there. The version of you that has already lost the 20 pounds, fallen in love with yourself, met the partner of your dreams. How does that version of you feel? Again, this is embodiment work. Really tuning in, really getting aligned with how you think and how you feel being this version of you. 
Now, there are tons of different tools that you can utilize to work on a habit or to work on particularly the way that you talk to yourself. Ultimately, again, it is just putting those reps in of thinking in a way that the version of you who loves yourself, who talks kindly to yourself, thinking, believing, and acting in that way. So whatever practice or whatever tools resonate with you, you can utilize them. There are so many that I'm not going to dig into in this podcast because Well, there's just a lot. There's like an infinite amount of options that you can utilize. In Fit Life Academy, we have resources for everything that I have just covered, but we also have mirror work. We have a body image activity. We have a lot of different things that help you or practices that can help you with this. So it is just finding what resonates with you, but ultimately, It just comes down to practicing the way that you're talking to yourself. So my personal favorite for like consistent practice of really putting in the reps, really keeping myself aware of how I'm talking to myself is categorizing my thoughts. So throughout the day, I just try to check in on the thoughts that I've been having and categorizing them as either empowering thoughts or disempowering thoughts. And when I recognize that I'm having a disempowering thought, I take a moment to pause. I say, stop. And then I reframe. So I decide basically to think the exact opposite, right? I take a moment to have an intentional thought of whatever that disempowering thought was, I'm going to think the opposite of it. And through this practice of categorizing my thoughts, checking in, I've been able to identify when I'm having an empowering thought and entertain that. I want to entertain those empowering thoughts. I want to dive deeper in them. I want to really anchor those thoughts in. And instead of focusing on the disempowering thoughts, you want to just pause yourself there and again, reframe, rewrite the narrative. Okay, so let's take a moment to think of an empowering thought here. What is the opposite of whatever thought I have that doesn't serve me, that disempowers me? What is the opposite of that? So I see a lot of people that get stuck in this journey because they get so focused on the disempowering thoughts. They're like, oh my God, I have so many negative thoughts. This is so overwhelming. This is so frustrating. I think so many mean things about myself. What the fuck is wrong with me? It's okay. We all do it. (laughs) We are all struggling with it as well. But when you continue to focus on the disempowering thoughts, you're only creating more problems. You're only attracting more negativity into your mind. So you have to prioritize the positive thoughts, the empowering thoughts. You need to focus on those thoughts, right? Because the version of you who has a positive mindset, who has an empowering mindset, is focusing on the positive and empowering thoughts. So that's what you need to start practicing practicing doing. I don't know why for me, it really resonated with me more to categorize my thoughts as empowering versus disempowering, like instead of like a negative versus positive. I, cause I had heard that for a long time, like just focus on the positive, focus on your positive thoughts. But for some reason, categorizing it as empowering versus disempowering really hypes me up. I think it's cause like I'm all about women empowerment and that's like the main purpose or goal of my business. So I love categorizing it as such, but again, You can do it however you see fit. Ultimately, it is just that consistent practice. So the some of the tools that I just shared with you, I use those on a consistent basis throughout the week, right? So for me, my morning routine is I wake up, I go on a walk, 
I do a grounding technique. That's something that um, is very helpful for you getting present, you getting conscious, getting mindful and aware of your, your surroundings and yourself. So I start my morning with that grounding technique. I go on my 20, 30 minute walk, and then I do a couple of other little tools to practice some self-talk or just mindset work. So one example is I do rapid resolution therapy. I, or I use a technique from rapid resolution therapy. Um, again, I don't want to get into every single one of the tools that are out there. And all of these tools are a part of Fit Life Academy for our members. But rapid resolution therapy is also, uh, this practice is also something that helps you go into your subconscious mind. Um, another one is hypnosis, actually. <laughs> hypnosis is something that brings your mind into a theta wavelength state. So I am not an expert on theta wavelength. Um, I'm not an expert on rapid resolution therapy either. That's why I'm not gonna dig too deep into it. But essentially, being in a theta wavelength, it helps your subconscious mind become more malleable. So it is a lot easier, like if you're in that hypnotic state and you're, um, you know, listening to a prompt, like maybe the script that you wrote, you, you speak it out and you listen to it in that hypnotic state, that can help your subconscious mind take on that information faster. But you don't need to do any fancy tools like hypnosis or the rapid resolution therapy. You don't need to do anything fancy like that ultimately like it is just putting in the reps right putting in the work and the practice for it to seep into that subconscious mind and become a belief become a part of your identity even though i utilize some of these tools on my own personal journey I, the most important thing is I show up every day throughout the day consistently trying to check in on are my thoughts empowering me? What am I saying about myself? What am, what am I telling myself today? So these little practices like the rapid resolution therapy or doing a hypnosis, doing scripting or positive affirmations, those are great little extras, little supplemental tools and can certainly help speed up the process. But at the end of the day, it is just consistent practice. So checking in throughout the day, having that awareness and working on focusing on the positive or empowering thoughts. That's how you change the way you talk to yourself. It's not sexy. It's not fancy. There's not some magic pill. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure one day it's going to be sold. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I think that we already sell magic pills. <laughs> if you want to be happier, just take this magic pill, right? <laughs> but self-talk, the way that you talk to yourself, it's so fucking important. Like it's truly, I think, one of the most important things that I work on with clients because the relationship that you have with yourself it's the most re important relationship that you have. You have to live with yourself more than anybody else. You talk to yourself more than anybody else, right? You have to live in this body. You have to live in this mind. So you might as well make it an enjoyable one, right? I don't know. For me, <laughs> I like life much better this way. But I will tell you, it's not always perfect. Right? I, I, I still struggle too. And I've shared with you guys that over the last two years, I struggled a lot with postpartum depression. So these tools that I'm sharing with you today in this podcast episode have helped me so much over the years. And they made the past, well, actually, it's a year and a half, not two years. My daughter is a year and a half. They've made the past year and a half a lot easier to manage and to handle. 
I still struggle with depression. So that's that's a great disclaimer to put in here is if you do struggle with your mental health and you are trying these practices and you're still struggling, know that it's okay and know that it's not that there's something bad about you or necessarily wrong with you. Continue to seek out help. And absolutely, if you are really struggling and you think that you might have depression, talk to a mental health counselor, talk to a therapist, get treated, get diagnosed and treated if necessary. But these tools, they sure shit ain't gonna hurt. They sure shit have a very high chance of helping you to fall in love with yourself. And it's just a habit. It's just a habit that you have to create because right now you're in the habit of hating yourself. You're in the habit of being at war with yourself. So it's time to create change. It's time to create this new habit that you are capable of doing. You are so unbelievably fucking capable of doing this, just like me, because I can tell you some, I'll tell you what, I'm not anybody special. I am an ordinary girl, just like any one of you, but I completely changed my life. I completely changed my identity, and these practices had a lot to do with that. So I hope you enjoy them. Let me know which ones you try, which ones you like the most. I will definitely have to do a part two where we dig into some more tools. And like I said, if you want to get some more support and resources for self-talk, self-love, self-care, fitness, weight loss, nutrition, us at Phil Life Academy, we encompass everything on the wellness wheel, baby. You guys know the wellness wheel? It's got all the different sections of your, of your life. Yeah, we literally, we have a wellness on Fit Life Academy and we cover all of those different categories because your health is not just about the way you look. Your health is not just about going to the gym and eating healthy, right? Your health has to do with your mind, your body, and your soul. And that's what we focus on in Fit Life Academy. So if you'd like to learn more, hit us up at fitlifeacademy.com, www.fitlifeacademy.com. You can learn about the program. We are open for group coaching right now. We have one-on-one -on -one and group coaching spots available. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I can't wait to see you next time.